Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 7th of June, the 158th day of 2021, affording us 207 days until 2022. The Latin name for June is Junius, named after the Roman goddess Juno, the goddess of marriage and the wife of the supreme deity, Jupiter. Today, in 1099, during the First Crusade, the Siege of Jerusalem began. Today, in 1494, Spain and Portugal signed the Treaty of Tordesillas, the audacious arrangement in which Spanish rulers Ferdinand and Isabella, encouraged by Columbus's recent New World discoveries, prodded Spanish-born Pope Alexander VI to issue papal bulls setting up a line of demarcation from pole to pole 100 leagues, or 320 miles, west of the Cape Verde Islands. Hence, Spain was given exclusive rights to all newly discovered and undiscovered lands in whatever regions lay west of the line. Portuguese expeditions were to keep to the east of the line, but within a decade the Portuguese persuaded a new pope, Julius II, to sanction a change of boundary, nudging the line sufficiently to the west to enable Portugal to claim the coast of Brazil after its discovery by countryman sailor Pedro Alvarez Cabral. Predictably, no other European powers facing the Atlantic Ocean ever accepted either of the papal dispositions or subsequent derivative agreements. Today, in 1862, the United States and the United Kingdom agreed in the Lyon-Seward Treaty to suppress the African slave trade. Today, in 1967, during the Six-Day War, Israeli soldiers entered Jerusalem. Heavenward in the east-northeastern sky this morning before dawn, the planet Uranus was shining three-finger widths above the old crescent moon. Last night in the north sky, the tail of the constellation Draco the Dragon lay between the big and little dippers. Out the back window, I've been waiting for the riot among the hundreds of blooming lupin and thousands of buttercups in our garden to ebb somewhat, at least enough for me to tend to soon burgeoning asters and iris, lilies and hollyhocks next on the schedule. The preponderance of flowers this year has been allowing only the hardiest of weeds to make any showing at all, which is fine with us. A few days ago, on the garage door casing, we found a new diminutive visitor, a rosy maple moth, so named for its woolly pink and yellow coloration and its preference for red, silver, and sugar maple trees, three species of maple to be found on both the north and the south sides of our townhouse. As we mosey from late spring into summer, our sense of the positive is enhanced, especially viewing the lush growth occurring just beyond our patio window. Penultimately, in our calculations and averages, as we factor the various items populating the plus and minus columns, we have yet to escape the daily accumulation of additional numbers in the not-yet-finished COVID campaign. As a contributor to and participate in the annual Islesboro Crossing, I receive various updates from Tom Judge, the paramedic and executive director of Life Flight of Maine. This past week, he was encouraged about the low number of breakthrough infections, only 333, of COVID in Maine. 
breakthrough infections, for those unfamiliar with the term, are those instances of COVID that have occurred in vaccinated people. Many do not remember are being told months ago that the COVID vaccines would not be 100% effective and the breakthrough infections are proof of that warning. Elsewhere in the data, the national COVID-19 death hole here in the U.S. since the beginning of the pandemic has reached 593,000. Not a big number, some might say, in contrast to our total population of 350 million or so. Not a big number unless it includes someone you know. Globally, the total number of fatalities due to COVID-19 has surpassed 3.7 million. The World Health Organization says approximately 1.6 billion doses of the COVID-19 vaccination have been administered globally. But toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was approaching 172 million, an increase of at least 3 million cases globally since the week before. Our confirmed cases here in the U.S. as of this past Friday were over 34 million. Therefore, we continue to lead the world in the number of confirmed cases and the number of deaths related to COVID. Put another way, we have only 4% of the world's population, yet we consistently have had at least 21% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and 17% of the world's COVID fatalities. India continues in second place, having more than 29 million confirmed cases, and Brazil is in third place with 17 million confirmed cases. France continues in fourth place with 5.7 million cases, and Turkey, with 5.3 million cases, is in fifth place. Russia, with 5.1 million cases, is in sixth place, and the UK is in a close seventh place with 4.5 million cases. Currently behind the number one U.S. in COVID fatality rankings are, in second through fourth place, Brazil, India, and Mexico. And today in 1958 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Prince Rogers Nelson was born and remains known as Prince, despite efforts to rename himself after a cryptic, unpronounceable symbol. Prince's jazz musician father left the family when his son was seven, and at 12 years old, Prince left home after a disagreement with his stepfather and moved in with an aunt, who booted him out when Prince's guitar player playing drove her crazy. A high school classmate said of Prince, quote, He was weird in high school. He was always alone. He'd run the other way when he saw people. He wore black all the time. He didn't like being short, so he wore platform shoes. Prince used to cut classes to hang around the music room. One time, kids just stood around him and watched him play. Everyone was impressed. While we were struggling to play just one instrument, he could play five with ease. Close quote. Prince wound up living in a friend's basement. His friend's mother took care of Prince and encouraged his musical interests. He formed a band and at 17 got a recording contract with Warner Brothers Records, but his first two albums weren't successful. And when his group was booked to open for the Rolling Stones in 1981, the audience booed until Prince's band left the stage. He looked like he was going nowhere until he decided to spice up his music with massive dollops of sex. And suddenly he was hot. His next album, Dirty Mind, was a hit, as was his following album, 1999. 
Once described as a geeky kid, brutalized by bullies and without a girlfriend, he began to associate with famed beauties, and reportedly, upon occasion, zoomed through his hometown of Minneapolis's streets naked on his purple motorcycle. Today is also the birthday of English cricketer and fashion designer Beau Brummel in 1778, of French painter and sculptor Paul Gauguin in 1848, of Danish, Danish anthropologist and explorer Knut Rasmussen in 1879, of Anglo-Irish author and critic Elizabeth Bowen in 1899, of English-American actress Jessica Tandy in 1909, of American poet Gwendolyn Brooks in 1917, of Welsh singer and actor Tom Jones in 1940, of Irish-American actor Liam Neeson in 1952, and of American novelist and poet Louise Erdrich in 1954. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the 12th official week of spring. We're only a fortnight away from the official start of summer. <laughs>